Hey guys, this is your warning. We do post up spoilers at times we're relatively offensive. We use vulgar language. So if you think that any of those are gonna offend you in any way, shape, or form, take your step back right now. Cause buddy, uh, this is not the place for you. Any whom, have fun listening to us. And yeah, this has been your final warning. Hey, what the fuck is up? Welcome back to Cinematic Anarchy. I'm here with Chris and Tom. What the fuck is good, guys? Uh, energy! Uh, energy? Energy! <laughs> Baconator fries! I had energy uh. until I, like, clicked the button. I clicked the button, and we started recording, and then I just, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is up? And I'm just like, uh... uh. <laughs> Too much energy. energy just left the building. <laughs> just... <laughs> Drained right out of my body, out through the toes, onto the floor. It's just a puddle. Train of thought, hop the tracks. Everyone who listens to this podcast, you just need to know that when we're done, usually after this recordings, we, we tend to roll up in a ball and cry because there's no energy left after it. Uh, as as uh, Miss B would say, we have no spoons. Zero spoons. Yeah, no. <laughs> Your social meter immediately ran out. <sighs> so we're going to talk about the pest today with John Leguizamo. I fucking love him. I, this movie, as much as I laughed really, really hard, I had to put my head in a 90s headspace because a lot of the humor does not have any real position right now in today's, like, overly PC society. Yeah. No, it doesn't. But at the same time, it's also on a, it was designed for people in the 90s, obviously, you know, as it, that's when it came out. But it's, it's one of those films that just, it brings nostalgia to me. So I didn't have to put myself in that headspace because I, I already kind of was there at one point in my life. So Once upon watching a time, it that just, just felt like childhood for me. The only thing that I can really say is I feel like the, the initial criticism that they gave to this movie when it was first put out, it, after watching it again, it's been many years, I feel like they didn't give this movie a fair shot. Mm. So we're talking a movie from 1997. The initial budget for this film was $8 million. It only brought in $3.6 million worldwide. Jeez. And was pretty much <laughs> critically just shit on across the board. Uh, ooh, Originally. I'm a little toasty. Well, you're, that was that getting toasty in the middle of recording here. Just... You don't do oh, things that make you cough while we're. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I've just I've just seen something here in the trivia. That, did you know that John Leguizamo was actually bitten by a snake during the film? Huh. I sucks to suck. I did not know that, but I'm not entirely surprised. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the film was fa fairly like outlandish. So. Well, it was also, like, out in the, the jungle. Well, I wouldn't say jungle. Where where did they record the, the film this? Uh, blah, 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 it was blah. an island. On a, uh, well, it's they say on an island, but it was probably filmed in, like, I don't know, some state with a lot I, of trees. I feel like that was, it was out in Florida. Like, yeah. this, I believe they recorded in Florida, might have done things on islands, like, off of Florida. Key West. Uh, but for the most part, this was just... Just where they filmed it, I'm not surprised that he got bitten. There's a lot of uh, yeah. poisonous, venomous, venomous, and uh, other things that want to just fucking eat you up. Like yeah, the story cool. of the old lady who went out for a walk and was eaten by a crocodile. Just yeah, she pr she probably tr she probably thought it was a handbag, and that's probably why it fucking ate her. 
Let's be honest. Thought she dropped her purse, um, grabbed the crocodile, yeah, exactly. and it's all over. Exactly. Rolled grandma exactly. into the deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bitch. So. <laughs> somebody's grandmother I just recalled a dumb bitch. I'm so sorry. Right. I, I don't know who that story was actually about, but uh, if I'm talking about your grandma and you're actually listening, I'm sorry, but it was funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh my God. This uh, this film, The Pests, it stars uh, John Leguizamo. It regards a Miami con man who agrees to be the target for human hunting by a neo-Nazi manhunter. And he agrees to this to collect $50,000 to pay back the Scottish mob. Oh, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Don't even do that accent. Do it, you do it. Fuck. I can't oh, do, do the, the accent. You, 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 you have the accent. Does, you do the accent. He does it well. I, I, I know I can... All right, listen. I know I can do the accent, but there's no need to take the piss. All right, I'm about fed up of this. I'm, I'm fed up of the representation of the Scottish in this play movie. It was absolutely abysmal. All right, because truly, when they ripped off the kilts, it should have had nothing underneath, not fucking underwear, because that's not how it's traditionally worn. No. Should have been nothing. not the frilly women's no. underwear. You guys don't wear no. The, the, that's you, Chris. No, regular Scottish people. We, there's nothing underneath. Bananas. No. I do not no. wear <laughs> frilly women's underwear. Lace yes, thongs, you, maybe, Chris, Chris, but not. Oh, Chris, don't lie. Chris, don't lie to us. We've seen your underwear draw. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. Tom, that's a hell of a trip just to go search through my underwear. I mean, come <laughs> it on, was man. Worth it. You, you it was worth. Got to be a better uh, waste of your money. <laughs> My underwear, you don't want to see that. It was Just worth saying. it. I mean, there was some pretty frilly shit in there. To be honest with you. Anyway, moving on. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so initial feelings about the film. I mean, I, I watched it. This is like maybe the third viewing in. Uh, oh, I mean, I watched it when it first came out. Yeah. So it's been a while for me. Didn't totally hate probably... it because it's John Leguizamo. I can't dislike John Leguizamo. No, no, I love him. Okay, it was definitely a worthwhile watch. Yeah, it's it's one of them films that you can't not watch it at some point in your life. Like it's it's one of them films that if you're a serious film fanatic and you like watching movies, all kinds of movies, it has to be in your at least I'd say top fifty. Of films that you have to have watched before you can say that you're someone who's a fanatic of films. Yeah. You would, you would put this in that? Yeah. Like the top fifty? Yeah, in your top fifty. I wouldn't put it in the top ten because there are other films with more nostalgic value, but okay, I say top fifty, more like top twenty five. Wow, you, you even narrowed it down to top 25. Jeez. I, I don't know if I'd put this in my top anything. Yeah, I know. I mean, I like the movie, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. No, no, no. No, what I mean by that is, it's, it's a good film in its own right. Right. But it's one of those films that's like, you can't sit here and say, oh, I'm a film fanatic, I watch all these. And you can't ever say you've never seen The Pest and, and claim to be a film well, fanatic. Well, to be it's, fair. It's in a... Don't you fucking, to be fair. To be fair. Bullshit. No, it's a I film seen it that has the stud. Now? Yeah, yeah. That was exactly. your first time? So you, yeah. you can now call yourself a film fanatic. Okay, you can now fuck call off. A film fanatic. But yep. it's, it, it has to be in your top. 
at least top 25 of films that you've seen. Not top 25 of favourite films of all time, not just top 25 best seen. comedy films. Yes, exactly. If just films that you've seen, it has to be in at least your top 25. This yeah. is one of those uh, movies that you kind of look back on and like, have I seen this before? And then you turn it on like, yeah, I definitely saw this. You don't remember having seen it. And then you stumble across it again, and you watch it again, and you're like, shit, I've seen this. Why am I watching this again? I forgot I watched it the first time. <laughs> yeah. It's not a film that lingers in your memory, but no. once you watch it, it, it unlocks a few doors. Yeah. Core memory unlocked. So this movie was co-written by John Leguizamo, uh, also written by uh, David Barr Katz. The director of the film, as I was mentioning to uh, Miss uh, B here earlier, is Paul Miller, who's actually better known for doing television, like episodic sketch show stuff. Like, he actually had a hand in a lot of the writing for the uh, sketch show In Living Color, uh, okay. the, the Waynes Brothers, basically, before they were the Waynes Brothers. Uh, well, that just kind of goes to show then that he's got a background in comedic stuff as well, then, so... But it also shows in the way that this movie was written. You, yeah. you you watch it and it seems like a sketch comedy. Like little bits just kind of thrown together to be a cohesive movie. Even though a lot of them yeah. don't seem to really fit together. At all. I reckon, I reckon as a film it was great. But it, it gives me the vibes of it was like a film that was designed around a show originally. Like I know it wasn't. I know it was never a, the best show. No. Well, I feel like if there was, this would have been the movie that they made for the show. You know what this you know kind of I mean? gives me a vibe of? It kind of right. gives me a bit of a George of the Jungle vibe, especially when they get to the hunt. Yes. Yeah. It really does. Uh, and we all know George of the Jungle is just rip off Tarzan, but it's amazing. Okay. First of all, sir, yes, you're right. But second of all, <laughs> do not talk shit about George of the Jungle. Je I just said it's amazing. <laughs> Brendan Fraser is a national treasure. I won't say anything oh, about is. George of the Jungles. The sequel, on the other hand, was absolute shit. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Uh, and I love it because it's absolute shit. And I like... Brendan Fraser is like... Brent, but the national treasures of the of today tend to have... Like, two off the top of my head is like Brendan Fraser and Pedro Pascal. Those two national treasures. I am determined to get us all to watch The Whale for this podcast. Also, Jeff Goldblum and Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is not just a national treasure. He is a worldwide treasure. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum is the Keanu, baby. Ke Jeff Goldblum is baby. He's he's on, the, eh, he's on the fence, in my opinion. But when it comes to Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves is like the only person, realistically, in the entire length of humanity who I can see actually getting into any form of heaven. Yeah, the rest of us were all fucked. But he's just gonna be chilling up there with Jesus, like that. As far as I'm concerned, with Jeff Goldblum, outside of the Fly, which he, he did with Cronenberg, he didn't really hit that cool guy stride until he was doing like Independence Jurassic Day Park. in the original Jurassic Park. I mean, even in the original Jurassic Park, I'm, uh, I'm on the fence he's about it still, just a smidge. The Fly, yes, but uh, he was bad. I want to say comedy cannon fodder back in the 80s and yeah. very early 90s. So I he mean, did a lot of horrible films. 
The only film I really liked him in other than The Fly was probably Independence Day. Hold on. Earth Girls are easy. When yeah, he played yeah. one of the aliens alongside of Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey. I suppose. And, you know, I'm a guy. Gina Davis in a bikini in the in the 90s. Uh, she was hot. Okay. Yeah. Even still in The Long Kiss Goodnight, she was pretty good looking. Femme fatale badass. Yeah. I, I couldn't say much for her past that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we got way off way topic. off track again, <laughs> as always. So this uh, this entire movie is basically a, a cat and mouse thing between a, a neo Nazi and a Latino con man. Neo Nazi uh, hunter played by uh, Jeffrey Jones playing Gustav, the uh, German manhunter. Fucking uh, Beetlejuice. The father from Beetlejuice. The father from Mom and Dad Save the World. If you've ever seen that garbage, I oh my not. god. His, uh, his German accent's pretty decent, I'd have to say, in that film. Yeah. He is also the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, he is. So, that He's right alone... a lot of movies. I mean, Ferris Bueller. Uh, Bueller. 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 Uh, that American right there is, like, first. some serious credit for the movie alone. I mean, he's... Probably just the, the back and forth between him and John Leguizamo is the best part of this film. I was about to say, because at that point in his career as well, Jeffrey Jones, he was quite popular. Yeah. In a lot of... So how they managed to coax him into this film? Actually, I, me. I could see him being coaxed into this film at this time. He was actually really prolific around this time, playing the bad guy in a lot of weird comedies. Yeah, there was I like mean, the trifecta so, of uh, yeah. of bad guys. They were all redheads too. It was it was him. Well, obviously because he, he's a redhead anyway. So I'm trying to remember the other two guys' names off the top of my head. But uh, so he did he did three films. It's always redheads in, uh, in, whole, in 1997. All three of them were obviously the pest. He did Santa Fe, which he was uncredited for. And then he did The Devil's Advocate, where he played Eddie Barzoon. Which I think, yeah. Okay. I, you, you got one past me there. <laughs> what was that last one? Eddie Barzoon? Barzoon, I believe it is. Barzoon? Barzoon. But Bazoon. Buffoon. Bazoon. Bazoon. <laughs> Buffoon. Buffoon. Probably was a buffoon in the I, film. But, um, I've never seen it, so... I mean, his career spans all the way down to the 70s. Like, his, his first gig, by the looks of it, was uh, in The Revolutionary uh, in 1970, where he played the red-haired, radical, common team member as Jeff Jones. Okay. This is... I don't know, it was chaotic from beginning to front. Yeah. Beginning to front, beginning, beginning to back, to front. beginning to end, beginning to left, to right, to up, to down. We I can do the whole, the whole words. I'd, okay, I'd say the whole film is, is laid out how we do this podcast. It's extremely it's eccentric. It's just pure anarchy. Yeah. Uh, we, we call ourselves an, an, an ADHD-addled podcast for a fucking reason. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. And that's how that film played out. That is exactly how this film played out. This well. was. This was like comedy on ADHD. Yeah. ADHD I, I, smoking pot with a couple of shots. And maybe about, a little uh, crystal yeah, bath. Little <laughs> smoking. Especially I, uh, when I he liked, goes to meet his girlfriend. Yeah, dude, what the fuck? No, no I liked the in the beginning Unhinged when he was doing fuck. the dance with his mom. 
I like in the beginning when he's doing the dance with his mum and then he realises it's his mum. He's about to lean in for a kiss that he goes, ew, drops her on the floor. (laughs) And then just runs off. Runs off without even a thought. Just like, I just dropped mom on the floor. No, just whoop, gone. Honestly, most relatable scene in the movie, him singing and dancing in the shower. Same. Um, Oh, 100%. That's, That's how all of us are. Oh, yeah. I will sing in the shower. I am a klutz while I'll, dancing, I'll and there's no grip in my shower. So dancing is like taking your life into your own oh, I'll hands. Put, I'll put a full fucking like, <laughs> concert on. No, no, no Chris starts dancing Choreography and everything. And no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I slip and fall in that shower, and the person downstairs from me is going to wonder why I'm in their kitchen. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's a <laughs> no, bad I idea. This, I just got this image of Chris dancing in the shower, and then out of nowhere from the heavens, the song just starts playing, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> can you? I don't think you can Take dance it to that. From my hands. I don't think I could dance to that. No, no, you just be dancing to your own shit, and then it would just come out the heavens the <laughs> second you started dancing. Oh no! No, okay. We can stop picturing me dancing in the shower now. I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. I mean, yeah, okay. that's a that's a scarring image. This. Ouch! Uh, you. Yeah. Oh my god! It's gonna make me cry here. Yeah, right. Just h- horrible, horrible people. Bullshit. 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 Uh, Airy Spears in this film was phenomenal. I like the scene where they where they get out of the limo because they've obviously pawned off their other friend to uh, Angus, the uh, the Scottish mobster boss. And then Aries is just kind of there, like, or in the film, his name's Chubby, but he's just there in the film, like. They're trying to work out seriously how to save Pest's family. And he's just like, I thought I was your best friend, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's what gets me. Look, not the fact that Pest's family's in danger. Just, just right. I thought I was your best friend. But, and he also says, you are my best friends. That's why I gave him up. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, him, Freddy Rodriguez, the trifecta of them working together throughout the movie, honestly, was funny as hell. I like the interaction outside of the club where they have the musical oh, interaction. Yeah. With the uh, with the three frat boys who uh, think rock and roll is the best thing ever. And bear in mind, I'm a metalhead. But even some of the songs they were playing, yes, they were classics, but, I mean, dude, that, that does not excuse you acting like a dick like yeah. that. They not only acted like a dick, but they also went so far as to mock them in a Latino accent. So you have these white frat boys doing a Latino accent to try to racially insult them. And they, Ari Spears and and John Leguizamo, come back with a Beavis and Butthead impression (laughs) to the the white guys. So they're both... The most insulting thing that you can do to white guys in the 90s is refer to them as Beavis and Butthead, apparently. Dude, yeah. let's party! I mean, I would have I gone for, like, uh, the Bill and Ted thing before I would have gone for Beavis I and Butthead. I am the great Cornholio! <laughs> it's just a bit of a... You guys are from the Oh my god! Anyway. <laughs> such, such a good movie, though. Yeah. Alright, my question for you both, then. Okay. What would you rank it out of 10? Five. Five. Back when I first watched the film, like back in the 90s, it was very, very forgettable and it didn't really, I didn't feel like it pushed any boundaries. It kind of blended in with everything. 
So back then, I probably would have given it like a three or four, to be honest with you, because it didn't stand okay. out. But if you put it up now, considering all of the... I, I hate to say it, this is funnier now than it was back then. Yeah. It really is. Probably because you understand some of the references more. Yeah. So you have to add... Whatever points you give it, I will say this, you have to add one point for nostalgic value. I will say this. The reason why it is funnier to me now than it was back then is because this kind of humor was run-of-the-mill, and it just kind of... these Pushing these kind of buttons happened on TV every day. You could watch it in a living color. You could watch it on SNL. You watch it here. It's all the same shit. But you put but it up to now... And how many people would be absolutely butthurt, screaming and crying about this movie if you tried to put something like this out? Yeah, absolutely. And I just laugh thinking about all the people that are going, ah! You know? <laughs> pointing and screaming at all the things. Time to cancel John Leguizamo! He's, well, he's apologized Can't... profusely for people, to oh, people. Yeah. Now, this was the humor yeah, because, back then. Yeah, back then it was acceptable because, it, yeah. you know, people, people weren't bitches and i'm sorry for anyone who listens to this now who gets offended by that but back in the day you didn't have snowflakes every fucking two seconds who got offended by literally everything right bear in mind yes i understand we're supposed to be sensitive to certain things nowadays and i completely understand that and i do respect it but at the same time back back in the 90s and the early 2000s people nobody gave didn't a really give a shit yeah no you had an opinion cool that was your opinion I don't give a fuck. I must still have my own. But nowadays, no. If you don't follow everyone else's opinion, you're wrong. You're getting cancelled by cancel culture. And it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It, you gotta walk on eggshells around everything. My problem is people getting cancelled for humour retroactively. Like, you can't apologise for somebody saying some stupid shit in a movie back in, in, in the early 2000s even. Yeah. You know, early 2000s, 90s, 80s, 70s. People are having to go back and apologize for shit they did in the 70s. Like, we started to give a fuck more and more and more as things went along. And then in the 90s, we had a lot of this attitude of, we are going to make fun of everything. Because you know what? People get upset about this, and honestly, they shouldn't. It, it, I get yeah. This right here, if you look at it now, this is not how people interact now. You would you would get totally trashed if you're throwing Latino accents at one guy and they're giving, I guess, it was that white guy jokes back? Yeah. I haven't been the butt yeah. of many white guy jokes. I probably should be more often. <laughs> or you because have and you just haven't realized. Maybe I didn't realize at all. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Omar's making he, fun of me. He's just kind of like being like, huh? I mean, I should ask him one of these days yeah. and just give him like, Omar, how many white guy jokes do you make about me like when I'm not around? Uh, he'll definitely nice be like, no, nice I do that right here. Yeah, I'm right. not going to just go do it behind your back. Oh, no. Let's see if I have something to say. I'll say it to your fucking face. Let's see if he gets back to you, though. True. Honestly, like I said, yeah, nostalgic value. I'd probably give it like a five or six yeah. right now. Just because you look at it, this is 90s culture, the stupidity that we dealt with in movies back then. There were movies that were worse than this. That were that True. did better than this. Yeah. True. So, I mean, this thing lost like, what, five, five million dollars worldwide off of what little they put into this. It doesn't look like a five, uh, eight million dollar movie. No, not at all. I reckon, I reckon, in all fairness, I do reckon this, that if they got the film and re-released it again, 
Right. Exactly how it is now. They just they just upped the graphics of it. That it would probably gross more based off nostalgic value alone, because people would genuinely go to the movies to watch this just for the simple fact of I remember that when I was a kid. Right. And it would make them laugh. That's where I think it would make its box back again. But even then, that that you can't use that as justification for the fact it still lost five million off its initial release. So, I mean, you. you- it could be just the product of when it was released. I mean, it was 1997, so there may have been better things to watch at the time. Yeah. Things that are like, very okay. Very true, very true. Well, if you put the pest out, uh, I can even look that up in a minute if you guys want to carry on the banter for a, a second. Hang on, let's find I, out. I was, I was just thinking, like, movies uh, jo- like, John Leguizamo wasn't, like, he was popular, but he wasn't, like, top-tier popular like he is now. Yeah, back then, not in the not in the nineteen nineties. So realistically, it could have been overlooked because of that. Because like, there is there is a few people in the cast who are well known and were high grade back then. But then there's a good chunk of it who are very like low grade actors and actresses. Yeah, who weren't as like, popular in the nineties. There, there was a whole bunch of shit coming out around the same time. Fucking, oh, like the the Selena movie flubber, f- fucking flubber. Honestly, oh, Flubber would have, yeah, Flubber would have just blown out the water because it was. Uh, if you look at the, t- if you just look at yeah. the top list, 1997, Titanic was released, Scream Two was released, Goodwill Hunting, The Fifth Element. Yeah. You had Boogie Nights, L.A. Confidential, Lost World, the second movie for Jurassic Park, yeah, The Devil's Advocate, got, like Lost in the Abyss. The there yeah. were a lot of classic movies. The only movie that I could look at that made a shitload of money that I feel, if you put it up against this film... The Fifth Element. No, no. Batman and Robin. How dare Horrible. But I'm just saying, if you put it up against this film, The Pest should have made more money than Batman and Robin did. Oh, so much money. I just need to touch back on this. How dare you insult The Fifth Element? George of the Jungle also came out in 1997. Ah! National treasure. <laughs> but you, no, we're still we're still brushing over the fact. Why did why are you insulting the Fifth Element, Miss B? I wasn't insulting it. I said it came out in '97. Yeah, but you you assumed that the pest would have made more than it. Oh no no no! no, no. I was just listing off movies that came out around the same time. I was gonna say I was, I was like I was oh, talking okay. one point while she was making another point at the same time. So <laughs> much like we always do, we talk over each other a little bit. Confusion. <laughs> yeah. So, it just that really upset me because I was like, "The Fifth Element is a fucking treasure of a movie." Absolutely, we're we're normally a spoilers podcast, so normally we'd walk through movies a little bit more than this, talk about a little bit more. But when it comes right down to it, this was sketch comedy from back to front. Yeah, and so outside of the one storyline that pops up in different skits about him being hunted down by the German, by the Germans, basically. <laughs> Um, it's just all over the place. It's all over the place. Yeah. It really. I, I, I'm still adamant about my value of it in terms of. It seems more like a movie that would have been released to follow up a TV show. Yeah. Or like, like a, I feel like made for I television feel like if movie. The pest was a show. Yeah, exactly. Like if the pest was like a TV show to start with, this feels like that film that would have been like they've got the budget together and they went fuck it, let's just make a movie with it. Well, like you back, in I mean? the, back in the back uh, in the eighties and nineties, they used to make like full length features for television that would get turned into TV shows 
if they watched it adderly. So if there are a lot of people watched the movie, they figure, okay, well, let's turn it into a TV show. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it could have been the feel of the reverse. Like, could they have made a pest television show? I think, honestly, if they had uh, put a little bit more... I feel like it would have been better. Yeah. A little bit better. They needed to put a little bit more production value into the into the movie itself. Blend the plot a little better. A lot of the costumes felt a little trivial, especially the uh, the the costumes of the Scotsmen in kilts. The yeah. costumes uh, they were not very good. I was about to fuck like, you. I've That's seen really... people wear the, the 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 uniform, whether for the culture or whatever, you know. And I uh, don't, that don't pass up on the frilly banana hammock. This looks like they took a couple of tablecloths and, 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 and asked them to wear them as kilts. Yeah, pretty much. There's no flair to it whatsoever. This guy's wearing... Yeah. I just noticed he's wearing a suit kilt. Yeah. Basically, it was like khaki pants made into a kilt. I did not <laughs> notice that in the in the, the limo the first time we watched the movie. <laughs> so the big boss, the, the, the guy that's running the Scottish uh, mafia here... Angus. He's wearing... A, a, a kilt that's basically a suit kilt. Yep. Yes. Right? Suit vest with a kilt that's made of the same gray flannel material. Tartan. Slay. Yeah. It's called tartan. Tartan. That's tartan. not that. I'm just talking about the material. But it, it wasn't. That's, yeah, that's what it's called. But it's, it's called not. Tartan. There was no pattern at all. It's just a gray. Like it was made from the pants that you'd wear with a suit. Ah, like they just like so that is that's a skirt then that's a skirt. <laughs> yeah. well they tried to make it look like a gray kilt they they at least did that to, for the humor but uh yeah so does anybody else have anything else they'd like to say about there's this there's not film? really much else to say about it yeah. no it's we touched every point we probably could with it I think we touched more points than we probably should <laughs> yeah no? it was overall though it's still, it was still a good movie Still a good movie. I didn't regret yes. watching it. There's movies we've watched that I regretted thoroughly and Duh. completely. And We're not going to bring it up. the end of time. Uh, this... What was that? What was that? Gnome one? What? That gnome one? Gnome? What gnome? What are you talking about? Was, was it, oh, the, the, the Hobgoblins? No. No? It's no. not Romeo and Juliet, I think. No! Don't fucking bring it up! Fuck you! Tromeo. No! God damn it! I hate you guys! <laughs> Not Romeo. It is the movie that shall never be spoken about again. Never. Never. I think we should back up onto it and you. do an episode two and just rewatch it. Let's go on so a I break. So I can then review it. I hate you. <laughs> Alright, we're going to go ahead no, and... Uh, you don't. No, you don't. We're gonna, I can't. We're gonna, can, I, can I break? Yeah, break okay, okay. Let's break. No, okay. no, no. Fuck no. <laughs> well, get okay. fucked. I'm going anyway. This is Two Chicks Talking Flicks, where we review movies. We try to dig deeper and go more in-depth. And profound for me. Yeah, um, for me, I'm just like, what? We even bring up relevant topics. I remember from Punky Brewster <laughs> that you don't go inside the fridge. No, and we're here to have those tough conversations. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing a white dress. which was very- Huh? It was yellow. So if this sounds like the podcast for you, please enjoy new episodes every Tuesday. Right and uh, we're we're back. Hi, hello. Hey, what's the fuck's up? I can do words. And uh, the second half of our cast here is going to be something we've laid off of for a little bit, and uh, we've been itching to get back to. 
We are going to do it's our... It's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, right? It is. You were, you were kind of... Okay, spooky. Demanding the last cast. Hey, why aren't we doing this? Well, I've dedicated the entire cast to listening to Megan. So? <laughs> I give a fuck! <laughs> uh, it's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing to do in this entire podcast. So what we got here is we're going to be doing the Pitch Storm, which is basically us taking a few cards from the Pitch Storm deck and cobbling together probably the most insane uh, movie that we can think of. Yep. Before you read out the first scenario, okay, I just want to say I want the main character, regardless of the film, the main character has to be Bruce Willis. The main <laughs> character has to Okay. We're committing to it. Okay, we're committing we're to it before commit. reading because we already know what this says. Yep, I don't. I don't. Okay, at all. I really don't. So you have committed to Bruce Willis as the lead in this film, right? Yes. 100%, okay. Hundred percent. All right. I know. Doesn't matter what the scenario is. He'll Which version of Bruce Willis are you talking though? Die Hard Bruce Willis. Die, die hard, hard Bruce Willis. Die Hard to like Fifth Element era Bruce Willis. Okay, so basically, unbreakable action hero Bruce Willis. Yes. Okay. Badass Bruce Willis. Unbreakable wasn't necessarily uh, action worthy, but it 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 had a good spinoff though. It did have a good spin. It had a couple spinoffs. Yeah. Was that was it? What was the other? What were the other two movies? Split Split and and Mr. Glass or Glass? Yes. No, no, it wasn't Split. It was no Split. He was never in. Well, he was in Split at like. The last like two minutes of it, I say. Yeah, but he wasn't the after really credits. In it, in it, he wasn't really in it. In it, but Mister Glass, he was like full blown in it. But the guy from Split was also in Mister Glass. Yeah, because it was a it was a trifecta. It basically was trying to say trilogy. that. Yeah, yeah, trilogy. Sorry, it was trying to like round it off, basically saying that Unbreakable and Split were both in the, in same, the same universe. universe. Trifecta. Yeah. Somebody's been bitten on the horses. Uh, okay. <laughs> So here's the premise. A depressed vampire goes on a quest for the Holy Grail. Yep, definitely Bruce Willis for that. Definitely Bruce Willis. Director's notes. Our foreign market loves action and horror. Can we add more of both? Which fits in right right with this. It all goes together. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis as a depressed vampire. You can't tell me. Not not just any depressed vampire. Vucking, he could just be flat out Dracula. Oh, have him channel the Nostratu. character. Have him channel the character from the Sixth Sense. That's all you got to do, right? Right. True, but this is what I mean. No, like channel the Sixth Sense, but also like the character itself, a depressed vampire. The vampire specifically being Dracula. What, what, what happens if he just doesn't stop being depressed at all? Like he was always depressed too, like, if I had to st- at all be times. Stuck living forever. Even in the middle of high action fighting, just completely depressed. Okay, so he's like, 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 he like the fights of there, like, will cure him of his vampirism, so he can finally fucking kill himself and be rid of this bullshit I was, world. I was thinking more. There's an anime where this happens as well, um, where basically he's depressed because he's so strong. That nobody can defeat him, and that's this is why he's depressed. Because he's like, there is, yeah, exactly. There is nobody worthy of him fighting. So he's thinking that if he finds the Holy Grail and cures his vampirism, that he can lower himself down to be able to fight somebody that's worth actually fighting. Mm. So and he is depressed. Every fight throughout the whole film, he's like bitch slapping these people, and you can just see on his face, like for fuck's sake, like give me a challenge. Okay. I dig it. So so he, he's basically 
depressed because he can't possibly find anybody on his level to fight. So it's like it's basically like a, a, a Viking war, bar, uh, Viking or barbarian warrior. What was I was thinking? I'm thinking about something else. Yeah. Basically, well, even then, Vlad, even then, you could still put him in the realms of Vlad the Impaler because it's like, even even when his mortal life, he was feared by millions for being the Impaler. Like he would leave armies hung upon giant spears because he's like he was just that badass. Yeah. But over the centuries, where he's thought like, okay, maybe. Maybe humanity's gotten strong enough to like deal with all this badassery, but nobody's given him the challenge, and it's just like, are you fucking serious? Like, come on, you've had hundreds of years, and this is the best you can come up with. Apparently. <laughs> so yeah, this is what I mean. This is why he's depressed. And I, I'm not gonna lie, I was a, if I was a vampire that had been alive for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. I'd be depressed too if I, if I was like this strong and there was nobody who was like strong enough to fight me. I'd be like, I'd better make somebody at this point. So, I mean, so what we want to do is he's not just depressed because he's lived a long time and all his friends are dead, you know. He's depressed basically oh, because that. He, can get over that. That's fine. he cannot <laughs> find a challenge. So he's so committed to bloodshed, let's yeah. say, that... Well, he's the impaler. Without a proper challenge, it's like a, a warrior that never gets challenged. Like this is just too easy for me to do. I need somebody yeah. to feel like I that that warrior spirit is being challenged. Maybe that's also why he's going for the holy ground because he's heard wind that there's a protector of the holy ground that's been protecting him for thousands of years, and he in his mind it's like, oh, a holy warrior, maybe someone strong enough to take my challenge. That's why he's going in search for it to okay. cure his depression. Okay. So how about we we go with ha we split split it down the middle? The holy warrior is who he thinks is going to be the one that can challenge him. What if the guy doesn't present a challenge? Like it feels like a challenge at first, but then it just becomes too easy. The guy doesn't have enough resolve. But it turns out, like she was saying, that the holy grail can also burn the vampire prison out of him. So it brings yeah. him down to mortal level, thus. The actual fights are now a challenge, like you were saying with the uh, what you were watching. Let's give him a comedic relief sidekick. Who are we thinking? Matt Smith. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Matt Smith plays. No, what's uh in all the vampire films where you see Dracula? Who's his like little companion? It's not Igor. Not Igor, I should say. It was someone else. Renfrey or Renfield. Renfield. That's yep. it. Matt Smith. Is Renfield. Yes! Matt Smith as Renfield versus his uh Well okay, we don't wanna we don't wanna do a direct Dracula Renfield ripoff though. We wanna do no, something. But, no, but unique. that's what I mean, like. But it's the dynamic. His yes. little ghoul that works with him. Because they did something exactly. similar for uh oh god, a, a vampire in Brooklyn, that horrible film oh, with that Eddie was, Murphy. That was, yeah. really, that was fucking funny as hell. But uh Kadeem Hardison played his little Sidekick, basically. His Renfield. Yeah, his right. Renfield. So... And then can we make the Holy Warrior Tom Ellis, a.k.a. Lucifer? Yes! <laughs> Absolutely! So basically but we have... We have Bruce Willis and Matt Smith versus... Lucifer. Lucifer. Tom Ellis. Tom I'm Ellis. here for it. Oh Let him God. play his yeah, Lucifer but no, 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 but he's not playing Lucifer... He's playing like a genuine holy, like holy warrior sort of thing. Like he's Michael. He's full. 
No, no, I wouldn't give him like Michael status because if it was Michael, then he's pimp slapping any vampire because you know he's an archangel. Yeah, like he's like a lesser known angel, hmm. but he's still a holy angel. Like, have you seen the we'll uh, call movie him Frank. I Frankenstein? No, no, <laughs> but have you seen the movie I Frankenstein? Yeah, right. Yes, the gargoyles are yes. like the holy warriors. Okay. Yes, I understand what you're saying. He's he's like he's like the head gargoyle. Basically, like he's. So this guy's a disgruntled holy angel, one that never got credit in the Bible, was always in the background. He is just pissed off, but he has to guard the Grail. Yeah. This guy that went completely unnamed, not a single mention. That's why he doesn't want to fight. That's why he doesn't want to fight either. He's like, now fuck this, man. I'm not. I'm not gonna (laughs) put my life on the line for this shit. I don't even get no fucking credit. So technically, he could have been a challenge. For Bruce Willis, yeah. he could have been, but he's just like, I don't want to fucking do this. Fine, kill me, whatever, do whatever. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's why he I becomes mean, like... no challenge. Continuing the depression, he could be a formidable foe, but considering where his mind's at, he's just like, fuck it, I'm not doing this. Yeah, right. My life is not yeah. worth this. They didn't even give me any credit. I was there for this. I was there for this. I was there. I was the guy. Sticker like, for this. No, like the scene where Bruce Willis walks in. With Matt Smith, like Matt Smith's hunched over, they're walking in. Tom Ellis is like sitting on a throne, like guarding the Holy Grail. Like it's it's like he's sitting at an angle reading a book, but the book itself is the Bible, and he's just criticizing everything. Yeah, like, I yes. was there for that. He was buried. Bob didn't even do that. <laughs> he was buried as an angel for stepping on God's toes as punishment. Basically, Lucifer they say was a fallen angel, but he wasn't a fallen angel. This guy fucking pushed him. This guy pushed yeah. and God was like, I was going to do this shit anyway. You want the, I, you know what? Get the hell out of here. You're banished. No, better yet, you, you go grounded. guard this cup. You're grounded. <laughs> what no, it's like, no, he, God, because, like, we got a flashback I want him to be smoking scene, a pipe the entire time. And it's time. like, I was, huh, say that again? I want him to be smoking a fucking, like, Gandalf pipe the entire time. An angel oh, smoking a pipe. I, 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 I want to get like a flashback scene of him explaining it. Now, obviously, there's supposed to be a real scene to it, but like the flashback is of his explanation, and it's basically just like dad going, Listen, you're fucking grounded, and this is what you're going to do while you're grounded, okay? Like, that's the whole like flashback of God going, You're a dick. <laughs> basically, your punishment is a thousand eons of guarding this cup. Yeah. Now, every. Christian zealot in the world is going to hunt this cup down. It does nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. But you are going to stand in front of this useless cup that everybody and his brother is going to knock on this door and you are going to have to fend them off. Every single one of them. The cup does nothing. Remember, it is absolutely pointless. All of these battles, all of these fights you're going to go through, absolutely no fucking point because the cup does nothing. <laughs> it is nothing. It is a cup. <laughs> no, the, I, I want to see a scene where he where he's like he's looking at it. He's like, and he sits there and he's he's, he's like talking to Bruce Willis about all these like things that have gone on in like in the bible and he's like you know when the fucking nile went red that wasn't god putting blood in it no michael pissed himself okay that's what that shit was michael sat there and pissed himself because he was scared okay i'm gonna say this <laughs> just because we, we 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 put him in almost every every film oh my god 
every film that we talk about, we got to get Michael Sarah in there. So we got this guy who's pissed off about being the most unnoticed angel, basically whitewashed from the Bible, everything. He is so pissed off. There's going to be some guy that's even one step behind him every single time, and that's Michael Sarah. No, no. No, but can you guess who he plays? No, 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 no. Put him higher up, but let me explain. He's Gabriel. Yes! He's, no, no, no. Make him Gabriel, and he comes down and he's telling him, being like, you need to do this, and he just looks at him and goes, shut the fuck up, you're wearing a dress. <laughs> <laughs> even Bruce hey, Willis man. is just sitting there being like, yeah, lady boy, fuck off. Like, you don't even need to be a part of this. No. Have Gabriel all fucking, like, awkward and shit. Hey, man, that's not cool. It's, it's, it's not a dress, it's a robe. <laughs> right, just... But I feel like he's even one step behind him every single time. Yeah. But this is the reason why he's pissed, because this angel that's one step behind him every single time gets big mention in the Bible. Right? Yeah. So this guy who under normal circumstances would be the bottom of the bottom, somehow he ended up underneath him, even though that guy has been one step worse every single time. Mm-hmm. So. I love I it. See it. Yeah, basically um, the perpetual loser yeah. thing. With... What? When, when, can we just get it mandatorily? Morgan Freeman has to be God, narrating certain has things. He just he narrates yes. as God, so he's yeah. basically narrating the story, even though he's controlling the story and he's a big part of this. He's a narcissist. I want to break the fourth yeah, wall and that's... have um, this dude guarding the cup, right? While Morgan Freeman's na- narrating, I want him just man, shut the fuck up, okay? Just... I'm not doing that. Yes, yeah, so he sit there like let's, just let, let's refer doing. to him as like Rezekiel. Rezekiel. Yeah, that's an angelic name. Okay, so Tom Ellis is playing Rezekiel. Okay. All right. No, no, no. We just need no. We just had to just give need him a name. name other than Rezekiel. Huh? As in the rejected Ezekiel. Yeah. Yeah. Rezekiel. Exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Rezekiel. Ezekiel. The rejected. Black. I'm here for that's it. That's a lot. That's a must. That's, that's, that, no, that's his actual name. Like he does have mention in the Bible, but it's like so like overlooked, and he's just referred to as Ezekiel the mm. rejected. Let's have like the guy who made the King James version of the Bible edited him out. Edited him out of the Bible, yeah. and then <laughs> he realized what he did, editing him out accidentally, and decided to cover up his own mistake and just wipe him out of the Old Testament too. Yep. <laughs> so he yeah he has another guy like I took him out <laughs> you know uh, I can see this this would be a good movie but like I want like some background supporting cast I like the idea of the scene she's talking about about God talking and Ezekiel just kind of can you shut the hell up but I want him to just sit here rolling his eyes for a minute looking up at the sky while Morgan Freeman's narrating things. Like, this is live-action narration, so he's interrupting shit, and people stop whatever yeah. they're doing anytime he talks. Yep. Just stop dead. <laughs> but, no, but here's the thing. Put this one in there. Nobody else can oh, so hear like, him except for angels. So only, like, Ezekiel like, and Gabriel, who are in this scene at the minute, while Bruce Willis is standing there with Matt Smith, just kind of looking at them right. while, while Morgan Freeman's narrating. And, obviously, Ezekiel does the whole shut the fuck up I'm not doing that and right. Bruce Willis and Matt Smith are like who the fuck are you talking to <laughs> just thinking he's insane <laughs> right I love it it's like I'm talking to God <laughs> it's like, okay okay yeah, okay that's uh, kind of dangerous to stop in the middle of a fight to fucking roll your <laughs> eyes at God right <laughs> just, <Yeah. laughs> 
Hey, can, stop, can, stop can, can you just, just stop for a second and just, man, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to do shit over here. And that's when he gives up, just puts it aside. All right, you know what, kill me. To, we need to add a love interest in that something something obviously happens to this person Jude Law. that makes Bruce Willis go off the hinge. Jude Law is Jude Bruce Law. Willis's love interest? Yes. I don't think I've ever seen Bruce Willis do anything gay. That's okay. I don't think... That's... Well, no, that, that'd be everything. outside of the box. We 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 like doing that There's outside a of the first box. For everything. I mean, I, I mean, I I was thinking more like Pedro Pascal. Yes. See, I could see that a little bit more across from Bruce Willis. Yeah. I, I think I would have a tough time seeing Jude Law in this kind of film, yeah. even if it's a little weird. I mean, he did it's play an archangel. He did, but I don't like Jude in Law Legion? as a comedian. I liked him in a couple of action things, was but I didn't Jude like Law? him as a comedian. No, I don't think that was Jude Law in Legion. Was it? I don't, I don't think it was Jude Law. I think, I think it was. Could be. Jude, Jude, Law was, Jude Law played Vision, didn't he? No. That was, no. Jude Law is not Vision. No, I was wrong. It's no, no. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany was the one that played Vision. Yeah. And and the, the guy from Legion. Jude Law has pretty much fallen off. I mean, he's done a few things here and there, but you don't see him much anymore. No. I didn't, sort of, I didn't hate him no. in uh, Repo Men. No, I didn't hate him in that either. He did a couple things. I think there was a movie called Alfie or something like that. Uh, yes, yes, it was a remake of the uh, original one with, I forgot his fucking name. But that's about but the time when he did that film. That was around the time that he sort of fell off with the, the States. Like, he wasn't doing much anymore. There was that one thing that he did with Repo Man, I think, that was after that. But he hasn't been doing as much. Yeah. I, I guess, like, his name hasn't drawn enough box office, maybe because he's not attached to the right project. Let's find out. Across from Bruce any... Willis. New stuff coming out. No. Do, 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 do. We're looking up Jude Law now? Do, do, do. Uh, wait, wait. We need to put Jude Law in it as well, he somehow. He was in Fantastic Beasts, Secret of Dumbledore. He oh, was... well, then who did we agree on as love interest? Jude Law was Dumbledore. Pedro Pascal. No, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is... This is an all-male cast, but for a good reason. Jude Law as Michael. Like, I want Michael to come down and okay. just kind of, like, put an end to all this shit that's going on. I want to have like, Matt Smith be madly in love with Bruce Willis. I love oh, it. he has to be, because he's but the Renfield. Obviously. He's basically he's like, the Renfield, the ghoul Mask. that does all his Mask. stuff. Right? So he sees, he sees uh, Pedro Pascal as a, a direct rival the entire yeah. time, <laughs> trying to sabotage everything. But wait, can we make Pedro Pascal like completely oblivious to everything in terms of the love interest thing? So like, he thinks it's just like a homie, and like Bruce Willis, he's just there, like <sighs> thinks that all these different things that Pedro Pascal is just doing out of normal courtesy is all romantic yeah. interaction. So yes, his 100%. his beer goggles are on like a hundred percent of the time. Yes. Yes. Okay. Love it. So like, I yeah. can see it because because he'd be like. Like, when it reaches that point where, like, Bruce Willis, like, takes his hands and just, like, confesses his love, Pedro's like, um, what? So, I th <laughs> here's here's what I th here's what I think. During the entire movie, we're going to have, this is going to be the uh, talk about the actual movie, but then also an end scene, credit scene. Think something that rolls over the actual, or under the credits. So, we mm -hmm. the entire movie, we're cutting back and forth between what are normal interactions... What should look like normal interactions. So he goes to do a oh, romantic yeah. action, and then we see it through Bruce Willis's eyes. This massive kind of fever dream, romantic flourish. Every single 
basic interaction, but you don't see the basic interaction. Then at the end of the That's film, what you see at, the end credits, yeah. at the end credits, you see all of the romantic interactions, which are just basic like bro moments. Yeah, you know, at best. I love it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So it's just Pedro Pascal doing like you know just kind of being, being a bro, you know, and. Bruce Willis is mistaking every single one of these like he's on some sort of acid trip seeing these massive romantic flourishes. And can we make like an aggressive love interest of someone who's in love with other than Renfield but uh, like it's a she so we put a female cast in there. Hmm. She, She loves Bruce Willis but she's like fed up of all this fighting bullshit that he wants to do. Fran Drescher. She's another vampire. Fran Drescher is a yes, vampire? I wanted to be obnoxious. Do you not know who Fran Drescher is? The nanny? I'm, I'm, I'm googling it. You ever watch Friends? Oh my god, mm. Chandler! <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, wait, no, hold on. And she the same girl. Accent. That's not the same girl. No, is it? Is no. It? Yeah, it, it's the same accent. Like it. Yeah. That but yeah, no, that accent, like that's the accent. accent she had to have in this film. Sorry, Janice is a direct... It, it was. It was. I think she actually think, was trying to channel Fran yeah. Drescher. So I, I believe she, that's what she, the actress had said. No, no, no. Every time she sees him, she's like, "Oh my god, Vlad!" Like that's how she speaks to him. Oh my god, world. Vlad! <laughs> yes, exactly. So she just this girl that please like, just fucking pay fighting. attention to me for once, jeez. So she's actually <laughs> in love with him. He's in love with Pedro, and Pedro's oblivious. Yes, pa- in fact, no. Make it a triangle. Pedro's in love with her. He's he's cha- he, Pedro Pascal's channeling fucking golden retriever energy, and he only just happy-go-lucky fucking dumbass. What if basically Bruce Willis at one point dated her once, like years back, and she just wouldn't leave it alone? Now she like, is like back in like the 18th century, right? Like way back. So basically, she's fallen in love with the Pedro Pascal character, and they were seeing each other. She's delusional because she's in love with the Bruce Willis character, the, the depressed vampire. He's in love with Pedro, and Pedro is still in love with her, even though she wants nothing to do with him. Yeah, exactly. To the triangle, like you were saying. Yeah. That, that's why he stuck around, like, Bruce Willis as a vampire. Like, because like, he wants to get to her, so he's thinking, oh, if I'm cool with this dude, I can get back with her. But... It's it's like a whole clusterfuck. Okay, okay, I can see that. Because otherwise, why is he going to be hanging around with this fucking old vampire who's depressed? Okay, let's be let's be realistic. Even if he's got golden retriever energy, he's going to have a reason. So, what I'm seeing now, the end of the movie, to to end this all, we I think the fight scene between Ellis and him should be the end of the movie. Yeah, them having that what starts to be an epic fight. That deteriorates after God interrupts and starts narrating things. Because Ellis just stops in the middle of things and is just like, what the fuck, man? I mean, yeah, but no, I was, was going to say, Bruce, Bruce, no, Bruce Willis is like, why are you stopping? And then Ellis touches him on the forehead so he can hear God as well. Yes! Right. And he also looks up and goes, dude, shut the fuck up. So <laughs> We're it, trying to fight. Let's make this a big mistake. Okay. okay, so he touches him on the head so he can hear God as well. At this point, he's still hunting for the Holy Grail, the cup that does nothing, right? Yeah. 
Nothing is happening at this point because they've stopped fighting. This guy touching him on the head, Tom Ellis touching him on the head, not only allows him to hear God, but has just cleansed him completely. Yeah. So he is now basically the equivalent of a mortal prophet. Because he can now hear yeah, God, so he... and his and vampirism just... has been wiped clean. And he stops and he looks at fucking dude and... I get it now. Nothing happens at this point, though. So he doesn't know that he's been cleared of the vampirism. He just knows that some parlor trick, now we can hear this guy this guy who's just booming in the skies, yep. you know? So yeah. when so he, he finally goes, has that whole discussion... Say, oh, go ahead. So go ahead. When he has that whole discussion with Tom Ellis about, you know, fuck this, I'm not going to fight anymore, blah, blah, blah. Tom Ellis is, also, is now not even fighting. <coughs> yes, we have... Bruce Willis, who wants to continue to fight, this guy doesn't want to fight, so he doesn't know that he's been cleared of his mortality yet. Yeah. <coughs> or I should say, cleared of his vampirism and is now mortal. Jeez, you got a little bit of that in my space. <laughs> oh, boy. So We're hitting the dab pen, buddy! Well, you're hitting it, and I'm inhaling what you hit. <coughs> Which is the reason for the little cough. My God, I am so Contact sorry. Contact eye. Shit's spicy. Yeah, a little. Uh... So when he goes and actually gets the grail and Ellis comes up behind him and actually does his job like last second after after Bruce Willis thinks he's completely convinced, yeah, I'm done. I'm not doing this shit anymore. He goes, you know what? <laughs> Stabs him straight through the... Bruce Willis is just fucking giggling. I don't. Oh, no, oh, no, shit. No, 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 oh, shit. Not a stab. Not a stab. I want to, I want to see him like pick up the holy grail and be like, yes, I have it. And then Ellis like smacks him, and then it becomes like a scene out of the Hulk, like in the Avengers movie, <laughs> where Bruce Willis is just like lying there in rubble, just going. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. That would be so much funnier. Okay, like, he's there thinking he was immortal, and then it's like, why am I not healing? Oh, this hurts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I was I was thinking about end of the movie right there, just killing him. That's yeah. why I was saying no, 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 that, that, no, that corner would kill him. No, because no, because no, this is how the movie ends. Uh, fucking Matt, Matt Smith and I forgot a fucking name already but the va female vampire love interest they both run over to him like holding his hand like just hold on a little bit longer and he's like finally a worthy battle and then just dies there just dies what is her fucking name Fran Drescher you just said her was it Fran we were talking Fran Drescher no Maggie Wheeler yeah oh okay um, well, you want Fran Maggie Drescher, Wheeler Fran... do we want Fran or do we want Maggie Maggie I would say that obnoxious. Maggie I would say Maggie would have more of a pull, too. Yeah. Because not yeah, a lot of go. people really like Fran Drescher, but way. everybody remembers Jan, you know, Janice. Are you kidding me? Okay, first of all, we are not going to disrespect Fran Drescher like that. She is a fucking fashion icon! <laughs> Comedic? Yeah. <laughs> but goddamn, that bitch can dress. I, so, okay, I'll give you that. that. that she both literally both everything of them off. run to his aid. Both of them run to his aid. And that's when he dies there and then. Right. And then you can like roll credits and then show all this sort of stuff. All this. But in fact, now, as as he's dying and says a worthy fight, he tries to call Pedro over. And Pedro's just like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good, bro. That's when Pedro uh, <laughs> just kind of kneels down and gets really close. And Bruce Willis is seeing like what he thinks is another romantic interaction. He's about to kiss Bruce Willis. No, look, Bruce Willis is about to kiss him as he's leaning down to yeah. tell him basically everything he knows or thought is wrong about the interactions between them. Bruce Willis comes up for a kiss. He just Pedro just puts his hand on his forehead and pushes him back down. No. Yes. Listen. Yes. 
and he goes, all this shit that you thought was going on, and then the credits start to roll, and all you have all the bro interactions. This is what he's telling yeah. Bruce Willis as he's dying, and Bruce Willis dies during the credits. Can we just get like a right after credit scene, like all after all of this, a very after credit scene, just Tom Ellis just kind of like cuts to them, like Bruce Willis is dead, they're all huddled around his body, and then Tom Ellis just kind of says, "Now can you get the fuck out of here, please?" <laughs> yeah. No. And then it's like black screen. Because they've all left. All you got left is Bruce Willis just laying in the rubble. And he's like, is somebody going to clean this shit up? Do I have to do this? Oh, fuck. Oh, no, 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 no. He calls Gabriel. He calls Gabriel. Bitch boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know who's going to clean this shit. Down here. <laughs> and right. then Morgan Fre- then it then, no, then it pans out into like the sky. And Morgan Freeman's just there like closing the book. Right. Yeah, crap. That, Why yeah. do I bother? Um, and then the, the the title of the book is the title of the film. You know, like how they do it lately. Yeah. Where the title of the movie comes right at the very the end of the film. Bread. We're gonna give this like the full retro, like early '90s treatment because that's yeah. how they do a lot. Did a lot of things in the '90s. Yeah. Oh, 100%, percent. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a '90s film. I think that comes out of us watching this freaking movie. It's giving Monty <laughs> Python, to be honest. Like so we've done Python. one. Yeah. Is, was there a second card, or is that the only one? Oh no, that's the one. That's the one for today. That that'll be all. Okay. We we we've met our time limits and we're going to go now. <laughs> I <laughs> I started with an accent and couldn't commit. To yeah. It. No. No. Tom's the only one that can commit. He can, come on. Yes, sir. No. What would you like me to see? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll I'll send us off and just say thank you everybody for watching. Please stay tuned for the next time we have an episode and have a great day and stay hydrated. Drink some fucking water, you thirsty bitches.